0: Welcome to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. With your host, Dr. Mary Sanders, a medical intuitive and chiropractor. Let's join the podcast. Today's guest is Susan Burrell. Susan is an intuitive healer and spiritual guide in the crossroads of life. With a master's degree in consciousness, Susan has been counseling and supporting people in transformation from the inside out for over 25 years. Today, she will be talking about self-doubt patterns that point to hidden belief systems where we feel worthless. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Dr. Mary, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and visit my website at www drmarysanders.com to download a free guide to boost your energy centers to experience more clarity, purpose, and vitality. We'll be right back after this quick break.
1: Listeners, welcome back to today's show. Before I get to shine love on this beautiful guest that we have today, I would like to take a moment to let you know how much I appreciate you. As listeners, you have a choice as to how you spend your energy, your time, and your resources, and I am so honored that you are choosing to spend time with us today. So please know that my gratitude reaches to you wherever you may be within the world, and know that my love is emanating from me to you. Listeners, we have a beautiful guest today. Her name is Susan Burrell. Susan is a special guest. If you are not familiar with her yet, you will soon learn that she is a magnificent and dynamic lady and beautiful spirit. Susan comes to us with a master's degree in consciousness. She's been counseling and supporting people in transforming from the inside out for over 25 years. She is a beautifully seasoned guest, listeners. Her methods are proven because she's lived this journey to empowerment. Susan is an empath, like many of us. And as a child, this made her feel very uncomfortable because she could feel everyone in the room and not understand why. Now she realizes that her empathic part of her being is a gift. And it is what she uses when working with clients to help them to uncover their brilliance and inner love. What a wonderful way for her to show up in this world applying her gifts. She is the author of Live Your Life, Live Your Empowered Life, a 30-day journey book. And she has a thought-provoking podcast called Empowering Chats with Susan Barrow. And that can be found on your favorite listening platforms. And she has guided meditations that are accessible through the Insight Timer app. If you're not familiar with this app, it's a beautiful multi-purpose app that allows you to be able to time and to listen your guided meditations. So we'll be sure to include that link in the show notes as well. Susan loves being in conversation with people and learning what they think and feel her positive talk radio show, Living Your Inspired Life, was broadcasted in Ventura, Santa Barbara, and Los Angeles counties for four years from 2012 through 2016. Susan supports women in their inner growth towards finding their true empowerment. She gets joy from watching a woman unfold from her broken ideas of who she thinks she is And blossoming into the beautiful and powerful being that she was meant to be. Susan has also been a past monthly contributor to Sybil Magazine for The Spirit in the Soul of a Woman. Sincerely, it is my honor to hold space for Susan, as the title of today's podcast is Journey from Worthless to Worthy. Susan, thank you. Thank you for showing up in your essence today. Thank you for exploring your strengths as an empath. Thank you for being available for us. We appreciate you.
2: It's my honor, Mary. Thank you.
1: I know without a doubt, Susan, you and I are going to embark upon some really juicy conversations today. But before we dive into the topic of overcoming some of the self-denial conversations that may be hiding within all of us. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your journey. Um, I know that each and every single one of us that are holding light for healing and transformation on this planet, we've been through our own healing journey and continue to do so. So would you mind sharing a little bit more about yourself and your healing journey so that the listeners and I can learn
2: a little bit more about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've had a couple of healing journeys, if you will. One of the first was when I became a type 1 diabetic. I almost died. I had been very ill for, well, I'd been ill for a couple of years, but the final (laughs) almost nail on the coffin (laughs) was about a three-month journey where I lost weight, I lost muscle mass, I lost vitality because I was dying and and didn't really know it. And I had doctors working with me, but they weren't talking to each other. So when I was finally going into a coma, my one doctor looked at my blood sugars. Nobody had ever done that, I guess, and sent me to the hospital. And immediately I was on insulin. And that was a little over 30 years ago. So I had to learn immediately how to get over my fear of shots. You know, everybody says, oh, I I wouldn't be a good diabetic because I'm afraid of shots. It was literally about my life or death. And I recognized then everything I put in my mouth, how I lived my life, whether I was exercising or lazing around, everything was about, am I choosing to live or am I choosing to die? And during that time is when I really doubled down on my spiritual practice. I've been a meditator on and off, you know, and reading tons of metaphysical books and contemplating source, you know, but coming out of the hospital and needing to have some time to physically recover, I started uh, a daily meditation practice that has sometimes drifted away, but mostly been there with me for over the last 30 years. And a couple of years ago, I heard very clearly it was time to up the game again and took off a bunch of producing things I was doing for my business, creating retreats and classes and stuff like that. And I just continued my podcasting and guided meditations, but I began a daily inner journey of healing, which deepened my meditation practice. And I called a group of practitioners to create a circle and do daily prayer work with me for healing, physical healing. That was three years ago. We're still a circle, and we set intentions weekly and then sit at the same time wherever we are on the on the planet and meditate together. I have all this energy, Mary, just going, phoom, phoom, phoom. so we're currently... Focusing on the planet, on humanity, on upleveling humanity, because there's so many light workers that are being called to become light leaders, and that's uh, I'm digressed. there's one other journey story I'll tell you in a minute, but when the pandemic amped up and we went into lockdown and I sat in meditation, I was already doing some guided meditations for anybody who needed them on Facebook Live. But I sat and I asked, okay, so what is mine to do during this seeming crisis? And I heard very clearly, activate the light. Now, a few years ago, I was like, really, me? Oh, Oh, wow, that's like a big deal, I don't know. And then I heard activate light leaders. And I knew when I was getting my master's degree in consciousness, I don't know how you ever master consciousness, you can't, but it's just an ongoing life process until you hit the next lifetime, and then it's another life process of mastering consciousness. But um, when I was in that program again during a meditation, I heard you are a conduit for spirit. So, in calling light leaders to the forefront, um, it was part of my ongoing mission to be a conduit for spirit. And so I created some classes online that I did, and actually I'm going to be doing them in 2024 again on Zoom to call light leaders. And and what I mean by a light leader, Mary, is if you're alive and awake on the planet, you know that humanity is undergoing a new configuration. How we operate with each other, how we see and hear each other, how we interact, are we connected or are we divisive? And in moving forward, after all this, mishigash, after this, we are going to need a new way of leading. And because the current way that has lasted six, seven centuries, maybe eons, the current way clearly doesn't work. It's not even broken. It's decayed and it's falling apart. So how are we going to lead into the next potential of humanity? That has been my quest. And I don't have the answers, everybody. I don't know how that's going to look. I know how, as a light leader, I want it to look. And how what that means to me, Mary, is working in circles. You see the circles behind me? Working mm-hmm. in circles, because that's the divine feminine image, is a circle, And it's not because I'm a woman, I think the, you know, the divine feminine is taking over. It's, it's just an energy, right? You talk about energy here all the time. So I see the next up leveling of humanity in working together in collaboration, connection, community, compassion, all the C words, you know, and in that way, everybody gets to sit on the circle Have a say, but you have to also be aware enough to listen. Not listen to make the other person wrong, but to listen honestly with your heart wisdom, not your head, to what is being asked of each of us on this planet at this time. And to listen so that there can be collaboration and connection and set building blocks for this new humanity um, that is based on integrity and honesty and love and compassion and whatever else you think is a positive value to build a new humanity on. So that's part of my first journey has come like this full circle, I guess. Um, The second part of my journey was when I went through a very contentious divorce and I really thought I was gonna die again. It was after 28 years and I thought my life was over. So as I was slogging through divorce, I began to recognize there was all this inner muck, inner garbage in me where I felt worthless. I had been trained, didn't know it really, to feel worthless because as time went on, I recognized that I had been living with a covert, passive-aggressive narcissist. And those are the ones that really don't know that they're that and don't know how to change. So I had been groomed to be worthless in over 28 years. And as I was trying to reclaim all my broken pieces, the good news is I, I got to sort through it, you know? I just didn't take the whole thing with me. I got to sort through it and put myself together in a way that was more magnificent, if for lack of a better phrase. But I had to work through shame, feelings of shame. And that's when my healing abilities like quadrupled 10 times and for myself because i was working within myself and and because i really wanted to live a spirit led soul centered life and not what i was told so i had to rebuild i had to find self esteem i had to build it constantly and self respect because i didn't have any of that and my guided meditations that drop in automatically like a channel they started multiplying and i found that Just by rubbing my hands together, I could pull energy out of myself or someone else. I'm better with somebody else. You know, it's harder to heal yourself sometimes. But so all these other things, abilities, talents presented themselves because I was no longer hiding or being crushed by the idea that I was worthless. So I began to love myself more than I ever had. I began to respect myself. I mean, there were definitely pitfalls, you know, during the course of this time. And, and I still every once in a while get tripped up. I absolutely do. But the inner work that I've done during the divorce, well, prior probably set me up for getting out healthy, because I had a a strong spiritual base. But it definitely has moved me into feeling more free, more happy, more love, than ever before. And I'm in that next iteration currently, right now, as we're talking, Mary, of another release, a completion of what was, and because I want to live my full potential now. I'm of a certain age and there's no more pussyfooting. So I want to live my full potential. And so I'm focusing on expanding my freedom, my happiness, my love, my health. And that becomes my mantra. I am (laughs) free and happy, healthy, and full of love. So that's kind of the the whole worthless to worthy and a couple of journeys. And we'll see if it happens again. (laughs) Susan, thank you so much for sharing all of that
1: information. There's there's, um, quite a bit packed in there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple of things that I'd like to come back to and that you were talking about early on when you first got diagnosed with diabetes 30 years ago. So this was quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. And that the whole connection of the endocrine gland, the the pancreas, being connected with that power center, with that third chakra, Mm -hmm. that chakra that says, hey, I am individuated. I have a sense of autonomy. I have a sense of sovereignty that I am the person that is in control and I can regulate the energy within my own system.
2: When I was finally diagnosed, Mary, um, I had been in my marriage uh, eight years and I really knew two years in that it wasn't right, but I had made a vow. I had said a vow. And then also had been indoctrinated by a very expert narcissist. So what you just said, I I didn't have any ability to self-regulate because I wasn't even, you know, it was much easier to either build walls around my heart and not listen to anybody, including myself, or to just surrender, just surrender, just because obviously he must know something that I don't know, that I'm, (laughs) I'm worthless. It was near impossible.
1: But the life journey, don't you just find the beauty of, obviously, there's hardship. I'm not going to say there wasn't hardship in the no, illnesses yes. and the experiences that you have lived through. But you've used the words, and again, there's so much to, so much conversation, and I promise listeners, we're going to get to the meaty and the juiciness of, and I do think that we are still talking about self-worthiness and some of those little self-doubt components that we live with day in and day out. But the third chakra, that power center, when you talk about, and you said it, you talked about a vow, you talked about the indoctrination, those um, historically, those words carry the affiliation of a spiritual contract, a contract that sometimes possibly doesn't, that you did not appropriately negotiate, meaning you didn't agree to these contracts. And when we have those contracts coming in energetically, it can compromise those energy systems. And again, you know, when you talk about shame and when you talk about worthiness, those are all emotions that get trapped within this energy center. And also, you know, we're talking about worthiness. You know, the, the title of, the, of the, today's podcast is Journey from Worthless to Worthy. And so many times, and I see it when I hold space, just as you do when you're holding space for women, we have, um, we've been, you know, shot down a few times. We have taken on belief systems that are not necessarily ours and accepted them as, and um, in, 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 in defined ourselves based upon other people's belief systems
2: or opinions. That comes down, that as we know, and I'm sure you've talked about on your show That comes down ancestrally, so through the feminine line, but it also, because I've investigated this during the last three years, it does come down through the ancestral feminine line, but it also comes down through the paternal line of not feeling worthy because, but women, especially, if you're incarnated as a woman now, it is, I believe, this is just my opinion, everybody, it is because we're here to clear that past. Mm-hmm. And open up the future for the the next generations, and you know the Native Americans talk about seven G- generations into the future plus. And so, of course, we're here, light workers, light leaders on planet Earth, while we're watching this um, decay and collapse. And if you're a woman, it is also because we've got to do the the ancestral work to clear all that garbage. Because so you know. When the garbage guys come and empty your garbage can, you know, when they leave just a little bit in the bottom? Well, do you ever wash that out? I I don't. I just put it back in my garage and wait until next week and hope it all, do you know what I mean? But in order for us to move forward as humanity united, we've got to clean out all the garbage. And so ancestrally, but also I, I want to tap Mary on what you said about life contract, because in my particular case, and I guess I'll find out the real deal when I cross over and do my life review, what, what I really agreed to. But in my particular case, um, my ex and I had been around many lifetimes. And so there was a part of me that actually recognized him when I met him. And I am the kind of person that gives the benefit of the doubt, right? Right. So during this lifetime, I was always giving him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, because there was a kernel of, there was a kernel in there of light that I saw that had so much wonderful potential. And, and eventually he did fulfill some of that potential, but not with light, right? Because there is at least now so much more darkness within him than light. And I had always given him over the course of many lifetimes, the love support benefit of the doubt, whether I was his wife, mother, brother, friend, husband, you know, but we had been together many, many, many times. And with this last time, and we'll see what happens. I said, that's it. I went in energetically. I broke all, I shredded all contracts. And I said, that's it. And he's probably part of my soul group and we're going to go back and go, wow, we did that. Yay. You know, I love you. I don't know. (laughs) I am probably sure that it will enter back into love and all of that, but this speaks to clearing ancestral trauma that keeps the feminine shackled. So my saying, I will no longer participate in a lifetime with this contract and shredding all of it um and never again we'll see what happens because i really believe that the potential that each individual comes in with the soul potential the the soul purpose contract but i i think it's potential if we during each lifetime can fulfill more and more of what that soul potential is then the entire consciousness the isness the higher wisdom the unexplained source expands as well and then that radiates to every individual on the planet well, you know now we're just talking about earth we're just talking about humanity but there's so many other entities so many other beings whether they're in this dimension or another dimension on this planet or another planet. So each and every one of us that does light work, that opens and wakes up, we are helping not only everyone on the planet, but everybody in the entire universe because we are the light. We are the light. There's no wanting to get the light outside of us and bring it into us. We came already fully loaded with light. I call it the divine spark. And my journey to worthiness took me to really accept and love and open up my heart center and that wisdom and go, oh, there I am. This is, it's not this person with the red hair and who I am and personality. It's that light that each of us have. And again, my ex-husband, like I said, he has that spark, but are you, you know, to anybody who doubts they have that spark. Are you are you willing to investigate and go deeper and and face your fears? Because that's a lot of what I had to do. Face my fears.
1: Susan, there's so much information here. Um one of the things that I am hearing you say and I just want to kind of reiterate it for the benefit of the of the listeners and that is that as I and I'm looking at you and I can see the painting and I can see the consensual uh, the uh, concentric circles as they are represented in the artwork. And I hear the vision for humanity talking about taking the, the light for healing within and healing the planet and allowing it to, as you're looking at the ancestral background, healing the concentric circle. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're talking about the idea of holding space for other people to Kind of explore and to identify, and again, I don't want to say align with, the lower vibrations of self-doubt or the lack of worthiness or the internal garbage that we carry around within our belief systems, within our head. How are you holding space and what advice do you have for the listeners that are struggling with this, that are cycling that lower self-esteem? How can we release these belief systems and build a healthier life and to become a fuller expression of self? I get that within all of us, we have the genetic makeup that is very similar to all of our ancestors. I know that individuals have the option of aligning with or turning on just like a light switch the genetic expression that they want to align with versus some of the lower frequencies that they may have aligned with in the past. So again, uh, we're looking for some uh, words of wisdom as to how to overcome some of those lower, vibra- lower
2: vibrational emotions. So thank you for asking all that, Mary. I appreciate it. So in my book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey, uh, I had to Really do that. I every time uh, the divorce was horrible. I I literally thought I was going to die in divorce. It got to where I couldn't function. But every time, the only thing I could do was journal all my anger, all my shame, all my sadness. Journal it out so I wasn't walking around with it in my head. And having become diabetic, it's because I was in denial of being unhappy. Right. I was totally in denial that I was not happy in that marriage or with my life. And so knowing now that my thoughts and beliefs can create dis-ease in my body, I I journaled and journaled and journaled. And then I wrote affirmations that I worked on a daily basis. And I mentioned I had to face my fears. So I would journal enough that I could feel more grounded within myself. And then I would take a look. Again, is this mine? I'm so afraid. I really am that ugly person. I'm not, but I'm so afraid. I really am what he said. I'm so afraid that nobody's going to love me. I'm so afraid that no one's going to want me in a middle-aged body, you know, or whatever. And I had to face those fears and again, journal it out, journal it out. And then I would sit and do guided meditations to raise my vibration above that. So it was like a smorgasbord of everything. And that's where I learned about EFT. I tapped my brains out, you know, when I would get into a triggered state of anxiety or anger, rage, I would tap, you know, do the EFT thing to tap it out so I could neutralize that emotion and then be able to make better choices. And what I've learned is it's about taking self-responsibility. There is no one that can make me happy but me. There is no one that can heal my body but me. What I mean by that, Mary, is once I recognize, okay, I am I am in need of some healing, I go and find people like, like you, energy workers or chiropractors or acup- out-of-the-box, not uh, traditional medicine doctors, to help me heal physically, again, from the inside out. But always there's that spiritual component. So raising your... Lower frequency, I think journaling it out is helpful because you can begin to see what's real. What is it where I'm just in reaction? What is it where, oh, it, it, this is really a situation now? Do I need to figure this out or is there someone I can enlist to help me? I'm a big meditator. There is absolutely, it's absolutely, absolutely necessary if you want to raise your vibration to sit. And try and be just with yourself. It, you know, your brain may go a hundred miles an hour, but just to be with you and breathe. Abraham Hicks talks about this all the time. It, it, the, the, the sitting helps you to then start to self-regulate. And it also helps you to, to become aware. Wow. I think I'm really depressed. Okay. So if I'm depressed, can I focus on something? a little bit better is, can I find, you know, everybody talks about, you know, if you're not feeling good about your life, think gratitude. Okay. I'm here to say, yes, that works. And oh my God, when I was not feeling good about my life, if somebody said, well, what makes you happy? I was like, I was going to use a really bad word, Mary. I, I But because when you're in that negative emotion, sometimes you have to be there. So here's what I do is I recognize it I allow it. Sometimes I even think remember to ask, what is it I need to know? What are you telling me? I did that with shame when it came up. I I made it sit in a corner and tell me, why are you here? What do, what do you want me to know? And is that true? And oftentimes I found like with my shame, it was just having a tizzy fit because I had been so suppressed. And it just wanted me to know that I had been suppressed. Do you see? So the Raising the vibration. Here's, here's one thing that I started three years ago when I took time off from my business. Every morning I would sit and breathe and ground myself. And hopefully your listeners all know how to do that. Ground myself. And then I would open up my heart, my crown chakra, and I can feel it right now just talking about, and ask for the highest frequency of love to flow in and clear my body. And I would invite it into my bloodstream, into the cells of my body, you know, grounding me all the way down into the earth and really try and align with that highest frequency of love. And now what I've also discovered is, um, and I think it, lots of people know this, is when you're working with frequencies, the physical body may not be Fully ready to receive those frequencies. And we've all been receiving really high end downloads and frequencies over the last four or five years, well, longer, but specifically, and this last year specifically to download, to raise consciousness, to align with source, to align with the highest frequency of love, and taking time daily to just sit and be as still as you can be helps you to recognize that all you need is within you and the universe is a kind and loving place in spite of what you're seeing on the news. And just sitting daily will raise your vibration and intentions, setting the intention to feel better, setting the intention to release your victimhood, because when you're feeling like a victim, when you're feeling worthless, it's so hard to get out of that garbage can that you put yourself in. It's just really hard, and so setting the intention to feel better and better and and for some people, it works first thing in the morning, and for some people, it works writing some gratitudes down first thing in the morning or in the evening, whatever it is and there isn't a one size fits all right Mary you just You can't just do one thing. Uh, You got to do a bunch of stuff. Susan, I love hearing your explanations because it
1: reiterates what so many other practitioners have shown up on this show to share with people. And that is not one size fits all. You just said it when it comes to meditation. And there are some days in meditation in which even after a decade plus, I still struggle with looping thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's in those days when I can't step left and silence that, whatever that looping thought is, I have to sit in a state of compassion and say, you know, whatever is underneath that looping thought, whatever that emotion is that I cannot seem to break today, No, I rest assured that there is a chemical release from this. Emotion that is addictive. Oh, I love that, that. Yes. And addiction, it can be sugar, it can be caffeine, it can be hard drugs. I don't care what addiction people have battled, but those that have battled with addiction, it's hard to overcome those thoughts. It's hard to overcome that, whatever that chemistry that you depend on. Mm-hmm. So we can, with time in meditation, in that internal space for the reflection. We can then shift, we can slowly shift that emotion to a different frequency, and guess what? We can get addicted to the new frequency,
2: yes, and I've noticed that if I'm not in alignment, if I haven't stepped into that that frequency, that ray um I, it, it my life is uncomfortable, and um when I do, I can go out in the world and know and trust that I'm safe, number one, and interacting with absolutely all the people, the animals, the plant life that I am supposed to be interacting with that day. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said it's an addiction because um, negative thinking or vengeful thinking on yourself, you know, I have had that. I mean, I go through periods still. Like I said, I trip up where in the middle of the night I wake up and there's this, this negative Loop going and going and going, and even though I have the skill set, sometimes in the middle of the night, it's like I, I can't what? I can't do this.
1: I appreciate your transparency, not only um, in just having the conversation with me, but for the listeners as well. What we're offering in the idea of coming into higher levels of consciousness or to uh, go on this um, to be in the spiritual journey of embodiment part mm-hmm. of that process, that embodiment is to know when you are not in alignment. So what does life look like when you are not in alignment, when you can't shift that looping thought or that negative emotion, when you're sitting in a space of uh, meditation? And for me, it looks like I'm having an anxious day or that I am distrustful. I'm distrustful of the person at the grocery store. Or I find that whatever emotions that I'm carrying or demonstrating that day is not my normal MO. Like, it's something that I have grown out of or something that just doesn't belong to me. And Mm -hmm. then I know, because I now know that those are my signs and symptoms of not being embodied, and that's my signal to say, okay, I don't care if I've already meditated for 20 minutes a day or 45 minutes a day or an hour, I need to go back and sit again, because if I'm not in alignment, then that's my clue that I'm
2: not back into that
1: state of spiritual, energetic state of embodiment.
2: Well, that's also, Mary, why I use affirmations. I got a drawer full because when I'm living life out in the world and I feel like I get tripped up, I, I go right back into instead of allowing the mind to do the loop, I start trying to loop the affirmation that I'm working currently that day or that week. And that seems to help me when I'm out and about in the middle of the night, it's a bunch of different stuff. Just depends. I also carry crystals with me. This is kind of, but I just charged all my crystals. It was a full moon and I just had them all outside. I had three cookie trays full of crystals, everybody getting charged (laughs) up, but I keep a smoky quartz in my purse or my back pocket And when I have to go visit people in the hospital, I have um, a labradorite stone that I carry that just makes me feel good. Does it work? I say yes, but you know. And what happens is when I get anxious, I can pull out that stone and use it as a worry stone. You know, and just rub it and just let my worry flow out so that I'm not carrying it around. I guess it's living this life in physical body is the most challenging experience any soul can have. And if you're on planet earth now, it is because you chose to have this uncomfortable experience. You know, why I don't know everybody, but it is for our own spiritual growth and soul evolution. And as, like I said earlier, as we grow the infinite the infinite grows as well. So we live in an expansive universe. And as individuals, we need to expand our heart, our soul, our minds. That's a beautiful
1: message to end on. Because I think all of us listening, if we could just tap in and come from a place of love, that divine universal love that we all have access to, I know within every cell of my being that we would have a positive impact in this world. And we do. We do. We do. Yeah. And Susan's messages that she shared with us today in the light of just keeping it real as we are beautiful spirits living in this human home on this physical planet, it's not easy. But Susan has shared with us that energy follows thought. Our body, our brain doesn't know what's real versus what is perceived. So if it takes a visualization, if it takes an affirmation, if it takes a mantra or a worry stone, there's no identifying what you perceive as being right or wrong. If it makes a positive impact and a shift for you energetically, that's all that matters. Yes. That's all that matters. And Susan, I am, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude right now for the fact that you're just a normal middle-aged lady that's showing yeah. up in this world, right? Showing up in this world in your essence, holding space for humanity, little O U. you.
2: Yep, and it's about effing time, Mary, about time, <laughs> right? It is, it is. Um, Mary, I'd like to gift your listeners... Uh, A guided meditation, if that's okay with you. Oh, that would be lovely. I'm speaking not only for myself,
1: for selfish reasons, but also for the listeners.
2: So I'll give you the link. Great. So that it can be in the show notes, but the meditation is called out of the box thinking. And since you just said everything you said about thoughts and energy and action, it's a really powerful tool to begin to face your inner fears. So I'll give it the link that you can put in the show notes. That's lovely.
1: You're very generous in more ways than one. So
2: please know that I appreciate you. Thank you, Mary. For who I you appreciate. are. I appreciate nice. you allowing me to have the honest conversation. That's all we can do here on the
1: podcast, Energy Medicine, right? hmm Exactly. Excellent. Susan, thank you for showing up and being vulnerable with us and the listeners today. I honor you for the beautiful spirit that you are and for the mission that you hold space for humanity. So thank you and blessings to you for all that you do and for all those that you are of service. Listeners, know that I love and appreciate and value you as well. And I'm going to invite you to stay tuned for this quick message and we'll be right back.
0: You have been listening to the podcast Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy based modalities. For more information about Dr. Mary Sanders or our podcast, please check out our website at www.drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.